Hello, Red Spotters. Welcome to another Sunday podcast where we review all of our favorite TV shows, specifically Once Upon a Time and Walking Dead. Over Skype with me, I have Alexis Soto. How are you? <laughs> nice to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, petty. I thought we got canceled because we didn't have a show last week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a hiccup on my part, okay, because uh, my computer decided to update in the middle of uh, processing the processing the the pod- last week's podcast. But then, lo and behold, when it did that update, it deleted the last week's podcast as well. So, uh, so we're going to have a quick recap. What? So that's why we didn't get uploaded online? No, no. So, uh, we're making up, we're making it up to you guys and we're going to do a, uh, we're going to do another, uh, we're going to do a quick recap of what, what happened last week. And then we're going to get into our regular, uh, regular programming, um, there was. Hmm. So we're still in the air. Yeah. Great. All right. So first off, let's talk about last week's Once Upon a Time. Um, it was a, in my opinion, it was a lackluster episode, but it it definitely needed to be told for uh for the plot of uh the Snow Queen to develop. Um, it was really an Emma-centered episode, especially with her past, and, uh, that's basically, oh, and then the, the little, uh, Will Scarlet kind of hunt, so, uh, between, uh, Charming and Snow, so, let's get to it once upon a time last week, let's, uh, let's talk about it, what do you think about the character development with Emma? Well, I think it's no secret that I'm all for um, character development. I disagree with you, actually, when you say it was lackluster. I thought it was very powerful. When you look at it in the end, the episode, as to what it was leading up to, showing the the uh, the past Emma and how she did her, you know, how she how she did her associations and her friendships and how she was as a person. Everything in that episode was leading up to two things. The, I think probably the, the biggest takeaway from that episode was, of course, the scene where it was all building up to was the scene where Regina and Emma allowed themselves, finally, for the first time, ever since Emma brought Marion back from the past. For the first time in forever? Yeah, pretty much. You can go ahead and make a Frozen reference, because I know <laughs> the creators will, will figure out a way to put that one in there. Um, eventually. And every song they will, but I, I have to say, I mean, that episode was definitely worth it for that scene because Regina and Emma, I think more than any other, I think many other couple or whatever in, in in the series has had more a tumultuous relationship here, and mm-hmm. I'm counting the, all of the, the past three seasons. And, and I mean, I agree. I know it's not saying much, but the fact that Regina was like. um Okay, I don't want to kill you. He's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. 
you know, you want to open up. But I thought it was a great acting moment between the two. Between the two. Hashtag Swan Queen. Okay, thank you for that. Um, and then, of course, the big reveal that, uh, which we didn't get, it wasn't really much of a reveal until tonight's episode, but the fact that what the Snow Queen is looking for is a family. Which, of course, we have the answer to tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a huge thing. Um, I, I, it seems as if uh, as if uh, Emma and the Snow Queen are more in tune than we previously thought, which I which I really like that aspect of what they're doing. It's pre- it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much the Moriarty and and uh, Sherlock Holmes kind of kind of dynamic, and it's uh, it's really uh, it's really cool. Um, Let's talk about her past, the past, because uh, at first I thought it was gonna be uh, at the at first I thought it was gonna be uh, like the Snow Queen, the person that she came across, or anything like, or uh, even a young Regina or something like that. But then I figured, what this doesn't make, this doesn't add up, or and all that stuff. And it was just, um, but it was nice seeing young Emma again, uh, and it was uh, uh, the the character that she was with Lily. If I do remember correctly, uh, I think it was Adam and Edward, the creators of this show, did confirm that we will see her again. Mm, okay. So, so she, uh, she is more significant than we were originally led on to believe. That sounds... I, uh, I'm actually intrigued. I'm actually intrigued because apparently she did have a larger impact on uh, on Emma's life. So um, I, we're gonna see, and who knows what? Uh, maybe Lily is a is a is a character in herself, you know. So I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Um, the whole snow queen, the whole uh, snow charming Will Scarlet chase, and all that stuff. What do you think of that? Well, actually, I thought. I mean, it, it's classic. Once upon a time, to do this kind of stuff, but they always, for whatever reason, make it work. Um, I literally could feel everyone's uh, jaws dropped to the floor when they saw the Snow Queen at one of the orphanariums there. And, I mean, if it wasn't a secret before, it definitely shows that, I mean, to put it lightly, this bitch has been after her for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and that's putting it mildly. Um, it was... Without getting too much into detail about this episode, it was just uh, it was just an all around uh, it was just an all around uh, okay episode in my opinion. You thought it was great. I thought it was okay. I thought that you know. I thought what what they were trying to do here for what this episode and for what it is, I thought that it was everything it needed to be. I just think that maybe the timing of it wasn't so appreciated because we're getting to the point where we want answers. And in all due fairness, they gave us answers tonight. Hmm. That is true. That is true. But, um, I don't know. Everything, when everything uh, came together, I, I, I just thought that it was a, a character development episode, not a lot of, you know, once upon a time kind of action going on. So... Except for the part where uh, where Elsa built that built the snow bridge, from the from the from the Academy Award winning song "Let It Go," <laughs> um, which was not sung by Adele Dazim, by the way. <laughs> so um, I think that's it for uh, "Once Upon a Time." Uh, next 
Next up, we're going to talk about um, last week's episode of Walking Dead. Um, the four walls and one roof. And, uh, man, it was it, it was a lot bigger than just four walls and one roof. Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I think that that was an extraordinarily powerful episode. If we're going to compare which one was better, I mean, Walking Dead, I think, really has been the best series that's airing on fall right now in terms of quality and pacing and everything really i don't think any other show is really anywhere close to what walking dead is doing on television right now three episodes in and i just have to say what a masterful job they're doing they've really reached the pinnacle here with season five where they more than already know their audience they know what they want but they're giving it even more. They're, I think with every episode in their own little way, they turn it up a little bit. And I have to. I have a video coming out tonight on my on my network, and I have to say, the slash, the red handle machete slash down with Rick yes, Harris, yes, that has to be one of the most iconic moments out of the entire series. It was the creepiest and scariest. It was. I don't. I wouldn't say creepy, but I would have to say that this this is definitely one of those uh one of those uh gut buster moments because you're like waiting for a uh, Rick to uh f- have that kind of showdown with uh with Gareth, and then uh and then the, Gar- the reason why I said it, it's creepy because it's, it's unusual for a protagonist on any show to do that kind of thing, and when I say it's creepy, I'm associating with a lot of fans may or may not know on what side they would fall on with Rick doing this because I do want to point out Maggie and Glenn Uh, because of the uneasiness the uneasiness they all had I and I I agree with you I I, I don't think anyone really disagrees with the decision but there's definitely a lot of uneasiness like you put it with a lot of people with that yeah it was uh in and the whole uh, thing, and then it wrapped up in a nice little bow with uh, with Bob, with Bob and his death, and everything just that was, that was a worthwhile moment. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And everything was yeah, it was a worth, it was a noteworthy uh, moment, but it was just okay. Um, that little thing that he told uh, Rick when he when he was a uh, when he was about to die, when he was about to die, you know, he said you know his. His words to words of lament to uh to Rick, and he said that you know, hey, don't let everything like this change you. You know, I know that you're a good man, kind of thing. And it was just, uh, it was a very sentimental moment. It was a very thing. And then um, Bob finally understands like what what is the clear motives of of Rick, and he he knows for a fact that he's just trying his best to uh, keep everything neutral and keep everybody alive. You know, no matter what, no matter what the cost is, even if it's the even if even if it's the cost of his own morality. I definitely agree with everything you just said. What I think the writers, the showrunners, what they're doing masterfully here in the first three episodes of this season is that, if you notice carefully, they're giving us worthwhile moments that make the show great. Not all the action, gory, gun-busting stuff, but if you look at the episodes, episode one, the reunions, after they had escaped Terminus. Terminus. Episode two was, oh gosh, I think I'm blanking it out. What happened in episode two? Episode, episode oh. two was the whole, um, 
was the whole uh, Father Gabriel meetup and and all that and uh and oh, yeah, yeah, the dining scene when they uh, had all agreed to go to Washington. And yeah. then episode three we had here with Bob, um, basically telling the what just said. I think those are the the bigger and self celebratory moments that really keep the show going. That's I ag- the living part of the surviving. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because uh, Rick, as far back as uh, as the end of season two, has been uh, has been struggling with this with this uh, thing. I mean, everybody looks up to him. Everybody's like everybody's uh, everybody's weight is on his shoulders, and uh, and he's just trying to balance it all off. And he's like trying to make the best leader that he can, but he's trying to you know he's trying to do his best because he knew after too far gone that everything has gone off the shithole and made everything uh and now he's now coming into full uh full full togetherness and he's just uh he's just had it but yet everybody's keeping him grounded and i think he he realizes that and he he at this point has a view that everybody is more than just more than just uh more than just a, a rock, but a family, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think that's all we have to talk about for uh, for the past two Sunday episodes. Well, just, just very quickly, uh, to mm. talk about the Walking Dead one, just know a couple of things. Why did they have to split up again? And I know, that frustrated me. I was like, okay, everybody... Now that you're together, stay together, you know, Rick and, you know, Daryl or Rick and everybody else is going to eventually go with you guys to Washington, D.C. So why not just stick around for just a little while until until uh, Daryl and I'm assuming Carol um, come back. So uh, and we'll we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But um, so. That was a. This wraps up uh, last Sunday's episode. Uh, sorry for the sorry for the accidental delete, guys. But uh, you know, as a as a Forrest Gump would say, shit happens. You know, so that's it. Uh, now it's time for Once Upon a Time from this Sunday on uh, November second, two thousand fourteen. Great to date that. Let's get on to the nitty gritty of it. Who came to find out my secrets? Next Sunday, a truth will be revealed. This isn't from our world. Turn sister against sister. What is it, Anna? What did you find? Husband against wife. I trusted you. And lead to the unthinkable. Some secrets are better left buried. New Once Upon a Time, next Sunday, 8, 7 central on... Once Upon a Time was... Before I start, may I say that what a great female episodes these both were for both The Walking Dead and uh, Once Upon a Time. First, you have Beth with um, with her little situation in the in the Atlanta hospital thing. And then you have Beth... I call it a complete straight-up nightmare. Um, but the things that were going on in there. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I miss, I don't know if this is the same hospital that Rick was in or something. I don't know. 
but it was uh it was amazing the just the whole dynamic with uh Beth and uh the acting the acting uh, weight that Emily Kenny her, herself has are we doing once or we're doing Walking Dead? I think I forgot. We're doing a once first. Okay. Um, and then another Emily shined through with um, with uh, with Once Upon a Time. Emily Duravin had great acting chops, and we have not seen a centered episode like this since since Ariel. When uh, and on Bell. On Bell, yeah. And so I don't know. I didn't ask you. Um, I, I, if we get. Uh, I don't know whoever got the chance to interview Emily um, this week for Once Upon a Time, but I'm sure the question is, so how does it feel being in an episode this season with more than one scene? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, that is that is completely true. I mean, uh, she's actually treated like a character for once. <laughs> it's sad, you know, not enough, you know... Yeah, they're Adam and Eddie are like this. Okay, Emily, you're just gonna be on set for like a second, and then you could go home. You know, we have a we have frozen stuff to <laughs> to do. Uh, thinking about those kitties, you know. But um, anyway, let's start off with this episode. It was. I think a great Belle episode, and uh, now we know that it was actually not her father's idea to bring on Rumpelstiltskin back in uh, Skin Deep, but it was her idea in the first place. So technically, she hooked herself up with Rumpel, and I, I really love I really love that. I guess the case you can make for Anna, because Anna was the one that told Belle about Rumpel. You know what? Anna is the ultimate wingman. I'm just saying that. Hashtag Anna the wingman. And then Anna would never have known about Rumpel if she hadn't come across Ruth, David's mother. So maybe it was Ruth. But then again, if Anna did not train David to gain control of Bo Peep, then that information never would have been swapped. So maybe it was Anna again. But then if Oh, we could go on forever. <laughs> we could go on forever. Going back in time, watch. In the time of the Stone Age. <laughs> um, but it was it was really nice to see the evolution of that, and 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 finally we know what ogres look like in this universe. What do you mean? What they look like? We saw them before. Yeah, but not in like in their full blown glory like that. I mean, they look fantastic in this for for te- for television uh, for television. You know, budget. This was they they looked really cool and intimidating, and I would love to see them in like the finale series finale or something like that. But um, anyway, I digress. That was uh, that was complete uh, irrelevant. But nevertheless. Belle's mom, which only, which I have to say, has had more screen time than Belle herself throughout this whole. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Belle, Belle fans, please don't kill me. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Bellfire had more screen time than Belle this season. Yeah, they did. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, 
yeah, it's just it, it was just all all around. I loved the love the thing, and uh, I don't know if it's just me, but did the did the mom look younger than? Uh, I, I don't know about the mom specifically, but I will have to say, in terms of what happened in this episode, from the opening scene in Storybrooke, anyway, it was it was a, it was nice seeing the main cast in one room again. Yeah, it's like a one happy family reunion. Which it, it wasn't. It, 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 you never know. I mean, it, it's strange how. And Hook pointed it out. Hook pointed it out. You'll you'll be surprised of how many people in this town are actually related. <laughs> I, I, I'm like this. Wait, no, he's the grandfather of him. But then he did. I don't know. It's like what? Boy, they'll have one hell of an episode on Springer. <laughs> don't even go there. Don't even go there. But yeah, I mean, what, okay, what ended up happening is Belle, the entire time, I'm actually pretty impressed how deceptive Belle was. It's like, aw, not a girl. Um, for lying. <laughs> she knew Anna the yeah. entire time. But, and uh... It turns out that she kind of sort of maybe is the reason why she's lost in the first place. She she's becoming Rumple. <laughs> well, I so mean, she she took charge in this episode like she hasn't done in a long time. I mean, she actually went so far as to get the fake dagger and, and attempt to control uh, Rumple, and then she was manipulated by this twisted mirror, um, which whoever yeah. acted that great. I was like, um, no, no, and then I thought everything was gonna get revealed at that moment. Yes. And speaking of reveal, when uh, she said, "I know that I you trust you," yeah. And then okay. you see the, and this is why Robert Carlyle should earn a Best Supporting Actor in a TV Drama because of that weight. You literally feel the weight of Robert of a uh, Rumple right there and right then and there. And he was just, uh, he was, he was completely perplexed and completely, you know, overrun with emotion. Because he knows that he knows of this burden that he is keeping all this from uh, from Bell, and it is. Okay, here's, here's okay. Here's one of the big questions here. Rumple and the Snow Queen know of each other's existence. They seemingly already know of each other and what they're capable of. They are seemingly aware of their plans, kind of, sort of. Um, Rumple at the end kind of one ups Snow Queen um, with the hat. <laughs> Um, Calm hello? down, I'll, I'll cut you. I mean, that's pretty much... So... It, it, yeah, I mean, she he did whip out the hat. He did, uh... He did, uh... He did, uh... You know, one-up her, like you said. Uh, and it's, uh... And I think right now it's a it's a it's a battle of the powers kind of thing, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if um, it was Rumple and uh, and uh, the Snow Queen who went up against each other in the in the mid season finale, much like he did with the last season with uh, with uh, Rumple and Pan. Well, I mean, it's still kind of a, kind of a question as to what he wants out of her. I mean. Why not just tell Emma and the rest what, where she is, what she's doing, and then all be wrapped up like that? 
I don't know because we know that uh, that he plans ahead. He he's planning ahead for something something big and something uh, something outlandish and fantastic. But it, it's just I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Everything is not clear up into this point. We are in we are currently in murky waters uh, in terms of understanding the the details of their of their uh, of their agendas. So. Um, but Belle, Belle though she she just she took everything by a by a storm and yeah she stole the show this week for sure. And uh, I'm actually I'm actually very proud of her. Um, Emily Emily DeRavin ha- definitely has acting chops and just uh, I just give give it all to her because of that. I'm actually very intrigued with uh, just to let the audience in know as to what actually happened here. So we are led to believe that the Snow Queen's plan is to use, amplify the powers of that mirror to turn everyone against each other so they can kill each other. That way she can have Emma and Elsa as kind of blood sisters kind of thing because it is uh, inferred that she was iced out, punny, I know, by her two sisters, Ingrid. I don't know, she's angry, but I don't know who the other two were. Helga and somebody, and uh, Anna and Elsa's mom, so... Yeah. Um, I don't know, all it, all it, all it takes is just breaking the ice, you know, and... <laughs> uh... Oh, come on, don't look at me like that. Chill out, man. <laughs> and I, I love how we got to the point where... We're making all these puns? <laughs> I love how we got to the point where Adam and Edward opened the title card with an ice cream truck. <laughs> hey, if they don't have those Ninja Turtle bars, I'm not. <laughs> I'm totally against them. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was a. Uh, I don't know. I thought that this was way better than uh, than last week's episode. Oh, yeah, there, there is no question. I think uh, because. I mean, noteworthy Emily DeRobin episode, noteworthy Belle episode, overdue Belle episode, overdue scenes with Belle, period, and with Rumpel, um, and the reveals of the Snow Queen's intentions, Rumpel's uh, back and forth with, with the Snow Queen, and I told you last week, even though nobody else heard it because it ended up being thrown out the window. Because Sorry the about that, mate. Um... But this was the week. This was supposed to be the week when they were going to start giving us answers, and by God, they did. They did. They very much did. Um, I don't know. This was a pretty cool episode. Oh come on! <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done with this. Last Stop. week was last week was a little flaky, but uh, this week <laughs> it definitely built up in terms of uh, of being a overall great episode. Um, I'm glad what they they did because after, um, in my opinion, a lackluster episode, I needed that kind of boost with Once Upon a Time, and boy, they delivered. So next up, we are traveling to the zombie apocalypse, The Walking Dead. How's it bad? How's it with her for a while? She did. She's just gone. But she's alive. Black car with a white cross painted on it. That's 
And at points you kind of saw that she almost did. At points you almost saw that she almost did. But then, uh, and then all that, and and at the end when Carol was revealed. But uh, we'll get to that later. Oh hell, you better, you best know I'm gonna have a couple of things to sound off on that. Um. So without further ado, let's get back. Let's get into the zombie apocalypse, The Walking Dead. So. Your first thoughts on Walking Dead, Alexis? Well, I mean, Scott Gimple, the show, the showrunner of this uh, Walking Dead series, let us know early on that we're going to have several time jumps in this season, and we get to know exactly what happens to Beth after. I'm just, it, it's confusing as to what is, in the beginning I had questions that weren't really answered, because we know that Beth was with Daryl, in that house, yeah. where I'm still waiting to see whoever was in there was somehow related with Fun, whatever he's doing. Hopefully, we'll get some answers on that. But we last saw her with them, and it appeared. I don't know if I don't know. Who, I don't know their names, but the people that were there at the hospital, they said that they found her on her own. Um, fighting a walker and I don't know if they were telling the truth or not in the end it was revealed that they were in possession of those cross cards which actually looking back on it wasn't the religious cross but the first aid kind of cross now like how they did the kind of like twist and turn with it yeah but I don't understand Uh, they must have seen Daryl in the freaking in the rear view mirror or something they couldn't have asked her, um, hey, is this weird person with you? Um, it just seems very suspicious, you know? It just, it, it seems more than... Cough, cough, Negan. Cough, cough, Negan. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just, it, it looks too fishy. She, she looks scared. The, the, I don't know what the name of the, of the girl that they were, uh, that police officer chick who had, yeah. had a stake so far up her, but that, that, never mind that, never mind that. Um, I don't know. They look all scared. They all look scared for uh, about someone. They're scared about someone, and I'm wondering if that's gonna lead into Negan um, later on into the later on into the show. But I, I, I actually hope not, because at this point we have two crucial characters. At this point in that hospital, with Beth and now Carol. Um, but the thing is, look, I want to find out what, what, I want to know what Daryl pulled, you know, which character he, uh, he, he took out when he said, all right, time to come out or something like that. I I think right now it's, it's obvious it's going to be, uh, what was that character that, um, that, um, that Beth was escaping with? Remember his name? Everybody hates Chris? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, I think that, that's going to be him. It's looking like it's going to be that guy. Because if it were Beth and Carol, I don't... Oh, yeah, because he escaped. Because he escaped. That, that... You know what? 
he does. He deserves a Alexis deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for uh, figuring out figuring out that one out because that one right there is the most likely uh, most likely person to be be pulled out of that kind of okay, scenario. So we're, looking, we're looking to believe that this whatever is going on here um, is it's not just in a day. It, it, it probably maybe in a week or two because if we if we if we're trying to figure out the timeline, we have to have enough room for. Beth to get kidnapped, for Daryl to go with Joe and the and the Marauders, and then for Daryl to meet back up with Rick, then for them to be captured at Terminus, for Carol to go all Rambo and and take them out, <laughs> um, and then before before Gareth and the Terminites do their final attack with Carol and Daryl just splitting town, and then with Carol ending up at the very end, um, which we still have to see. I'm betting because. And I think the rumors are true as to what's going on is that next week we're going to have an obviously Abraham-based episode, and then yeah. the following week we'll have a probably Daryl and Carol episode. You see, they're messing with the timeline and see what's going on here. I but, I saw that there's three more episodes left. Is there already? I saw that they they said on the um, on the thing three episodes left, and I was like, oh. No, there should be four more. It should be eight, eight episodes per mid season. I don't know. I saw on the on the little Hyundai uh, Hyundai. It said three episodes left till the finale. I don't know. I I, I skipped that. All I saw was three days, three episodes left, and all that. But nope. we got off tangent. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the whole escape thing. Was just uh, yeah. was just not, honest to God. I have not felt that you know intense watching something since uh, since Captain Phillips. Oh, and that's a that's a high regard. I I really like Captain Phillips. Yeah, I mean, that that shot, that whole escape sequence was shot beautifully. It was directed extraordinarily. I mean, and it was edited just great. I think it all really all came together in that part. And I think it really showed that Beth is a lot more capable than than most people give her credit for. Yeah. And uh the fact that she left that uh that freaking pedophile of a of a of a police officer to the walkers was just uh was just oh, great. Yeah, I, I clapped. I haven't I haven't I, I don't think I not since Michonne when she slid her sword through the governor, since I said, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. He was just awful, and he was, I, I don't know, I just didn't like him from the moment I saw him. No. He, I think everyone wanted him gone. Yeah, and Beth made him gone, so I love that. And that lollipop thing, and it's just, yeah. it was a I freaking that, sicko. I mean, Beth is really becoming really interesting here because... She's not stupid. No. I'm not sure if anyone considered her, but she sees it for what it is. And at, up until when she saw what, it. What, what do you, what do you, uh, what's your, uh, what's your famous saying? It was flawless. Bullshit at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> that, what that place was. And she was going to kill, I don't know what, 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 I don't know what end game she had in mind up until she saw Carol. But when she saw Carol, I was like, when she saw Carol, I she said, "Oh my God, I gotta get, I gotta spring her out," kind of thing. 
She's all, how's my Daryl? Is he doing, <laughs> is he doing good? Um, I don't know. It was a, I have to say, this is my, probably my third favorite episode of the, of the fourth season so far. Because, because, I don't know, no, but I don't think, uh, with two payoffs, such as, uh, four walls, uh, one roof, and, uh, what was it? No sanctuary. I don't think that there has been any higher of a payoff than uh, than those two right there. But this one, acting wise, Emily Kenny just knocked it out of the park. I mean, she only had I think it was like two, three paragraphs of lines, and most most of the episode required her to be silent. And when you elicit emotion, it's much like Robert Carlyle did in in this episode, in the, um, today's episode of uh, Once Upon a Time, the elicit of emotions of hopelessness that she gives is just amazing. And I really like that, just the confusion she had in her face. She was, uh, I, I think she's barely underrated. And, uh, and like I told you, she's going to be a, she would be a great Captain Marvel. Just putting it out there. So uh, it's just an all-around great episode. I really. What's the What's the title of this episode called? You know it. I really do not know. Oh, it's uh, Slab Town. Slab Town. Okay, that was a uh, that was a really. Yeah, it was just. I uh, in terms of what I thought of where it, it lies in with the other episodes, I think so far this would be my least favorite. But that isn't necessarily a bad thing, because, like I said before, the past all three episodes um, are a have lot been stellar. I have to say, surpass uh, surpass uh, season, most material in uh, season four. I know. I mean, yeah, it's a lot to compete with with the last three episodes. I uh, I take a different direction from what you feel. I I do feel that. The three episodes that we had before were really strong. I, because, for me, I thought the payoff was just greater in all in the first three. With this one, I think mm. it's an episode what it needed to be. It was shrouded in mystery. It gave us some answers, but it gave us more questions. And at the end of the day, it gave us with a lot more stakes. Yeah. Hopefully they aren't tainted. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think if, if you've been noticing a pattern here with this, with the fifth season, is that they're really taking technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Call it, but they're taking little bits and pieces from the seasons from the past. Because I guess you can you can qualify them as type A episodes where you have the main group together, and you have type B episodes which reflect more of the half season of the fourth season. Which this one felt like one, you know. But yeah, it was obviously it was with the material they had here was pretty stellar. Uh, I think what's most noteworthy, of course, was Emily Kinney. I think you're spot on with uh, with her expressions her reactions and her lines mm -hmm. i think she's definitely proving that beth is a character to keep around 
She is. She is a she she is no expendable whatsoever. So I really love I really love her uh her acting in this. Uh and Ugh What of Carol though? What of everybody though? But I don't know. I'm really looking forward to next week's episodes of uh of Once and uh Walking Dead. Uh, any li- they both did serviceable jobs. They left us wanting so much more. Yeah, and that and that's that and that's key for a for a for a TV series or whatever, or even a movie or even a movie. You know, you want more. Kind Turn of. Up to- no, except for that. Except for that. <laughs> no. I'd rather watch lot. La- I'd rather watch Las Vegas two. Blended two. Jack and Jill two. Blended the last two. Airbender part two. Oh God, no! Okay, as long as M Night Shyamalan is not involved, I'm 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 perfectly okay with that. But any any last thoughts, Alexis, before we uh, close off this uh, this podcast? Uh, I think I uh, said just about everything. It's just that um, if they kill off Carol, I will revolt. <laughs> Me too, brother. Me too. Um, let's get our pitchforks and all that stuff, and let's go all all Carol on. Uh, <laughs> on AMC Studios. Carol, we trust. And Carol, we trust. There you go. Hashtag and Carol, we trust. Let's hope that these uh these uh hashtags uh trend, hopefully. But anyway, um, let's keep you under the spotlight. I'm Kyle Lira. And I'm the always wonderful and grateful Alexis Sara. And uh, thank you very much. Bye.